Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today, we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 2, Episode 11, titled Night of a Thousand Stars. Yeah, this episode's not good. It's not good at all. In fact, it's incredibly aggravating. Because... They have been building up so much momentum over the last few episodes with beginnings and then the guide and then new spiritual age. Like, they were going, they they were starting to finally go all in on the spiritual stuff. They were starting to get ethereal and weird. They were just building and building and building and building to something that we'd actually want to see. As viewers of this show. And then they got in their own way again. And completely diffused said momentum. And we're like, oh, we gotta go back to this corporate espionage subplot that no one cares about. And that's most of the episode. Like seriously, regardless of the fact that the last episode was such a big deal on the spiritual side of things. And we got this big, bombastic, amazing ending of Janora's now trapped in the spirit world, we barely get any mention of that in this episode. We barely have any forward momentum on that. Like, all we get is this one, albeit amazing scene, where Pema sees Janora's lifeless body and just freaks out. Then we get a scene where Korra goes to the president and is like, Hey, now Unalak's going to try to literally destroy the world. Please help us. And then the president cartoonishly saying no. In a ridiculous way. And then they get a boat. And that's it. That's literally any everything that happens in the Korra, Unalak, Janora front. It's ridiculously stale. It's res- it's ridiculously non-moving. It ridiculously stops in its tracks, and I hate it. And we get the finish on this Varric plotline, and honestly, it's very underwhelming and did not need to be a driving subplot of the entire season. Honestly, if this Varric stuff was just contained to a single episode, it probably would have been fine. But instead, they felt the need to keep going back to it week after week after week, episode after episode after episode. Like, seriously, from episode 5 to episode 11, 
This was a driving force of the season. There were four separate episodes where he went into this corporate espionage subplot. And it's, it's just too much. Just do a episode. Do a episode where it's like filler and we just do that. That's fine. But don't make it a driving force this season because it just doesn't work in a season that's supposed to be about spirits. Like, this season is literally titled Spirits, and yet they have put more effort into a corporate espionage subplot than actual freaking Spirits. So we get this scene with Mako and Bolin at the jail... And it clearly doesn't know what to do with itself. It clearly doesn't know whether it wants to be an extension of this cartoonish Bolins and Movers Now subplot that's really, really funny. Or an extension of the seriousness of Mako's in freaking jail. Like, it doesn't know what it wants to be. It keeps going back and forth. And it's just it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work at all. Like, one second, Bolin will be handing Mako a Nuk-Tuk poster. Then the next, they'll have this serious conversation about, oh, Asami didn't want to be here because you being in jail reminds her of her dad. And then the next second, Bolin's like, oh, that insanity plea, it's really gonna work out. It's like, pick one! Pick one tone for this scene! Because this is one of those moments where you cannot juggle both. It's literally impossible. And then we get this big, long sequence at the Mover premiere. Which is mostly just fluff. Like, we get that red carpet thing and Bolin not knowing how celebrity couples work. Which is mildly amusing, but I feel like this would have worked better, like... Five episodes ago. You know, not in the last four episodes of the season. You have that. You have Varric introducing the mover, which, whatever. The mover itself is pretty funny, I guess. Just in the fact that it exists, but at this point, I don't care enough. Bolin has this moment where he's sad that Team Avatar is separated. That just comes out of nowhere. And doesn't add to anything. And then we get this big action sequence with Variks. With Variks hired northern, not northern people. Uh, Variks employees disguised as northern water tribe people uh where they're trying to kidnap the president and bolin steps in and stops them this is kind of a clever action sequence where like occasionally it'll sync up to the mover they're fighting in the pro bending arena and this one announcer dude who doesn't know anything but announcing apparently is comparing it to a pro bending match <laughs> Bolin is fighting with two stacks of earth. That would be a violation. But he's fighting three waterbenders, so all rules are out the window. That's actually really funny. 
Like, it's a clever enough action sequence. It's just, I don't care enough about this plotline to really be into it. And then it has the very predictable, kind of rushed ending of some dude loudly proclaiming that he was hired by Varric. And then everyone immediately being like, oh, Varric's a bad guy. Arrest him. And then arresting Varric. And we get this scene later on with Varric in his luxury prison. And he's talking to the Team Avatar people. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with that scene. Uh, it's nice to see Varric being Varric even in prison. <laughs> like, it's pretty good. It's pretty... It's okay. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with that scene in particular. Like, it's just the end of a very, very annoying subplot. It's the end of a very underwhelming, very annoying, very ill-placed subplot. Like, you have actually interesting stuff happening this sequin, uh, this season, this sequin, this season of a full-on civil war between the North and the South, and this very ethereal, very bizarre venture into the spirit world, and this conflict between the Avatar and Dark Spirits, the origins of the Avatar. You have all that really, really cool stuff, and then in the middle of that, they just force in a corporate espionage subplot that really doesn't affect the season at all. It just serves to pad it out. To a really annoying degree. But whatever. Honestly, none of this is the thing that annoys me the most about this episode. The thing that annoys me the most about this episode is the fact that they're literally just stretching to include as much terrible melodrama as possible. So now apparently, Korra remembers everything except the fight that she and Mako had? Why? Okay, so... She remembers everything. Literally everything. Except... The Mako fight. Why? What's the point of that? Do you really have to work this hard to force in some terrible love triangle melodrama... That we don't need at this point? Really? It's it's ridiculous. It's contrived and ridiculous and absurd. And I don't know what they were thinking with that. But the saving grace of this episode, in my mind. The thing that keeps it from being actually terrible. Is easily the subplot going on. With Tonrock's attack. On the northern controlled southern city. Tonrock trying to take back the south from Unalak. And you get this big extended action sequence. Which is so freaking awesome. The south fights the north. And the north is retreating. Then dark spirits come in. Controlled by Unalak. And just decimate everything. Then you get this really amazing fight between Tonrock and Unalak. Uh, with Eska and Desna stepping in, and it's this really brutal, really tense, really impactful sequence. This amazing fight, and then you get the ending where 
Unalak takes out Tonrock. He is down for the count. And Unalak's like, now that I have you, your daughter is next. I don't care how mediocre Unalak is as a villain, because he is very mediocre. That whole sequence, that whole subplot, that freaking ending is fantastic. It is really, really good, and definitely the saving grace of an otherwise mediocre episode. Like, really, this episode felt like homework. It really did. It felt like homework in a way not even the worst episodes of this season has been, because there have been some episodes that are meh, that are just kind of fine, but I've still didn't, I've still enjoyed them. Like Southern Lights. Not great, but still good, and I enjoyed it. Uh, freaking Peacekeepers. Uh, the Sting. Those are both episodes that didn't have a lot going for them, but I still enjoyed them for the most part. But, like, this felt like homework. This felt like, okay, we gotta wrap up the corporate espionage subplot. We gotta set up, uh... Our race to the finish in the last few episodes, blah, 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 whatever. It's like this felt like them kind of half-assing some setup, which is really like I've, I've been saying this a lot, but it's really showing of exactly what's wrong with this season. But whatever. We only got three episodes left in this season, and then we can get back to really, really great Legend of Korra. So, let's power through for another few days this big pile of tediousness. If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate it. Everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, On Monday, we will be discussing The Legend of Korra Season 2, Episode 12. Talk to you then.